Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yay. <laughs> Happy well, one year. If you guys didn't get it by the song, um, it's mine and Kay's one year show anniversary. Yeah, show anniversary. The birthing time of horror, wine, and crime. <laughs> so this time next week, it'll be season dos. Oh, yeah. We just, we did a whole full-on freaking season. Yeah, yeah. Go us, go us. We had some cool freaking stories in there. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay, I was watching Jersey Shore earlier, so... It's okay. I will forever reference Jersey Shore. I'm going to be 80 <laughs> years old and still referencing Jersey Shore. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so exciting, guys. We made it. Uh, we made it a year. Thanks for, you know, if you guys have stuck with us this whole year, if you started from the beginning, started from the bottom, now we're here. Um, <laughs> or if, you know, you just recently started listening, welcome and get ready for season two. Yeah. She said all of it. <laughs> hold your hats people it's going up from here (laughs) so instead of bringing you a new episode today uh, we're gonna do something a little fun because there may be some people on here that just found us so we're just gonna kind of go through some highlights of some of our favorite episodes that we did kind of just briefly be like oh hey you remember this it was about this and then this way if someone's like oh I didn't even know what that one was and then you're like, they did that I gotta go back see where I'm going with it I see where you're going with it I see you know people you might have missed something you might have seen an episode and been like hmm I don't know if I want to listen to that but then we're gonna freaking talk about it and you're gonna be like hell yeah I want to listen to that <laughs> you know yeah you're picking up what I'm putting down Right. Or if you really didn't want to listen to it, at least you'll get like a little brief insight into what it was. And you're like, that's why I didn't want to listen to it. Yeah. That one was not a good one. Okay. <laughs> that one wasn't for me. Okay. All right. Crystal wanted to do that one. <laughs> that one was my pick. Probably was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we sighed at the same time, Jinx. Uh, um, I was going to say, you, Jinx, you owe me a soda, but what are we drinking? We can kind of go into that jinx you owe me a well i have um a coke zero sugar over here to my left yes. i don't know why i held it up for the camera because i can't see it and then on my right i got me some bird dog blackberry flavored whiskey we brought it up last episode and i was like you know what why not yeah it uh it made you think, it made you remember how good it was. It did. And, you know, we talked about doing the reunion, the first wine, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it. Um, it was a peach wine from the Bavarian Inn. And um, I have not been to Frankenmuth lately. Yeah, we so... didn't really have time to take the, you know, whatever. What is it like two hours? Not even maybe. Um, I think for me, it's an hour and a half for you. It might be about two. Okay. Yeah. We didn't have time to take that trip tonight. Um, It would be 1 a.m. if we were recording right now. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I decided why not just do a little shot of Blackberry. Hey, fully support. 
great idea. <laughs> it's been quite the year. We've had a lot of ups, downs, bloopers, fun stuff, sad stuff, um, all of it. But where did it all begin? Oh, yeah. So get ready, peeps. So taking it back to episode one, um, a year ago, on the 27th is the actual anniversary. So we're a couple of days off. Um, so June 27th, 2021, Kay and I sat in, well, it's not even the same room anymore. See how much stuff has changed? I know. That's so weird. Uh, um, and decided, let's talk about some Animeville horror. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We did that (laughs) one a lot. Oh my God. So much like, and it was fun because we watched the movies. We watched both the movies, the old, the original and the remake. And then we did like a ton of research. You read the book. We recorded it like four times. (laughs) Oh my God. Because every time we're like, oh, we forgot to put this in. Yeah. And then we'd add that in like, oh, we forgot to do that. And then it's like, oh, well, the sound is off or, oh, and we're just like, oh my God, we just wanted it to be so perfect. Yeah. And because we had so much information too, that it was probably just easy to forget to like mention something, you know, like, and then we would focus on that thing. And then it was like, oh yeah, wait, we forgot that. And yeah, the sound, we were sharing a mic at that point. Um, It wasn't that bad. It like really wasn't like bad, but we've come, we've come quite a long ways with our uh sound yes um but that was a good one I think that was a good first pick for us um at the same time sometimes I do wish we could redo it now that we're more a little bit more comfortable and more like flowed a little bit better like because we were so nervous the first time you know Uh, we were so trying to sound the way we wanted to sound that how we think we wanted people to hear us instead of just saying, fuck it, this is who we are, take it or leave it, you know? Right. And, uh, we, I think we were just trying so hard to be cool and we were still dorks, but still. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. We were both kind of, it was like, it's like when you like first meet someone or like, you know, start hang out with someone for the first time. It's like, you're kind of yourself, but you're also kind of like, awkwardly different because you're like I don't know you (laughs) I don't know you yet (laughs) um but it was fun um I had fun watching the movies we showed them with my daughter uh her friend Bella um that when I had some weird stuff kind of happen though after we did it so I got my protection candles going now just in case I know Um, I'm at a new house so I don't want to start off too fresh (laughs) right before this low was like oh I don't even want to say the name of it <laughs> um but yeah uh, Amityville Horror in case you guys don't know um Rhonda Feo um killed his siblings and his parents 3 15 a.m um in the Amityville Horror or the Amityville House in New York right it's New mm-hmm. York yeah um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of horrible stuff happened. Um, the, there's been rumors on what is fake, what is not. Um, since then the Lutz, Mr. and Mrs. Lutz have passed away. Uh, Rhonda Feo, I think he died like, um, what March of 21. Yeah. Or- it was, I remember it being like super recent to when we were doing so, the episode. 
Yeah, he died in prison. So there's not really much of an update we can give you on that one. That's kind of all the same. But yeah, if you like the Enmeville horror stuff, go back and listen to season one, episode one. Yes, take it back. Yeah, honestly, it has so much. Like, if you think you know the Amityville story, like, there's so much more to it. Like, so much more. So definitely go back and listen to that because we have a lot of cool uh, extra tidbits that you probably do not know about. And there's probably stuff we didn't put in there or probably still end up forgetting to put in there. Um, between the two movies and the books and the research, it just, it was nonstop. It just kept being more and more and more information. I'm like, oh my God, we'll be here all night. I know. <laughs> It's so much. It's insane. (laughs) So, and I did go back and listen to some of these episodes while I was at work the last two days to try to go back and listen to us. Um, And uh, it was fun. Um, The second episode was the exorcist. So we did um, exorcist one, exorcist two, and um, Uh, Emily Rose. Emily Rose. Yeah. So that was a fun week of scary stuff (laughs) a fun week of possessions (laughs) yeah yeah like I I don't know I think the most interesting part on those for me was kind of like the true story of like the real Emily Rose I know that wasn't her like full real name or whatever but all that information was interesting to me just because you know it was like a real story and not like the the movie or whatever but I I loved going back and watching the movies um I was kind of giggling at work while I was re-listening to these because one um the exorcist two the words and names of people you had to say was just like oh my god Pazuzu Um, or whatever yes and then um just remember in watching part two and we're just like oh my god is this so terrible yeah Um, for real (laughs) they should have stopped after the first one um but some crazy shit happened to me after we watched those um i had my alexa randomly play the exorcist chapter two on my alexa what is it the google or the yeah, the, the video one. Like, like horrifying. That's horrifying. That's just like in the middle of the night. I just all of a sudden start playing like, um, okay, yeah. That that still just like is so disgusting to me to um, even I think about. Pictures fly off my wall around a corner into the kitchen. Um, there is some, a few weird things I, that happen at um, a client's house. I knocked over a crucifix little mini ones I'm like this cannot be good <laughs> yeah not a good sign <laughs> so oh my but, um, gosh. but those are fun um we learned a lot I learned that highly possible that she was Jesse's girl <laughs> right that has to be nope change my mind that has to be the coolest fact <laughs> that I learned <laughs> so, oh my god and then we moved on to episode three now, this story was a rough one. My daughter recommended it. Um, I don't even know where she came up with it, but she's heard of it somewhere. And that was the girl in the basement. Mm-hmm. And that was the Yosef and Elizabeth Fritzl story. Such, such a sad, but also crazy story that like, it's honestly like when you really think about it, it's hard to believe that a dad locked his own daughter 
in the basement of their home where his wife and her other siblings had no idea for years and years and years. And like, they had children like together. Yeah. And I have to go back and listening to it. Cause at the end it said that she was still skeptical of like, how did you not know I was down? There? Right. Like, any kind of, I mean, I don't know, maybe it was super soundproof. Like maybe he did his homework. I mean, he built that elaborate room, you know? Right. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's still a terrible story. She, um, in case you guys don't know, she was um, pretty much, I guess, in a way, kidnapped by her own dad mm-hmm. um, and tricked to go down to the basement. He locked her there for 24 years um, while he raped her. She had three kids by him um, and just tortured and left her there miserable as this hostage of his and it was just terrible disgusting like and they were so malnourished like all of them her and the kids and it just to even think about how old I can't remember how old the kids got by the time they got out but they were pretty pretty old I'm pretty sure and they were just so they had never seen the sun like they they didn't get proper like nutrition like they were sick they have grass on your feet yeah yeah um and listen to that again you know it angers me just because the whole thing after listening to it again the whole thing i take away from it again is he had raped a woman too and was sent to prison for it and got out and his wife took him back and brought him back into the house Right. Had she never forgave him and broke free from him, his daughter would have been so safe today. Like it was just, oh yes, that would have never happened. Like, so I go back to that and just be like, as much as maybe the mom was a victim as well, I feel like some of the responsibility I put on her too because of those faults of taking him back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And he, didn't he um, put his mother up in the attic for years? Yes. Yeah. So like he kind of has a pattern going on. Um, Weird, weird guy, weird twisted guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then there was season, I'm sorry, season one, episode four. This was one of my favorite ones to do. Um, There's a, a few favorite ones, but this one was a favorite one just because I think it was a very important episode to do. Um, We did um, hear it on Crime Junkies first. Shout out, Crime Junkies. Um, Not going to lie, they are one of our favorite ones to listen to. Um, And when I heard this one, it like my just skin crawled, like goosebumps. And I when me and Kay decided to do this, um, I was like, oh my God, I was like, hey, about six months ago, I heard this one, you know, we should do this. Like, I feel like it's important. And that was uh, Fireball episode four, um, because it's such a scary story because of how true it's happening. And the fact that there were so many other stories and like, we had a lot of stories that we you know, talked about other than the main one where people, um, where this happened to people all over the freaking country. And there has to be so many more. So it's like, it's like a legit operation 
that people know about and like use to like get these girls to do I mean for whatever God knows what reason you know what I mean yes uh Jez got lucky and um she was warned and she was super smart on her feet um she knew how to react and not react on her feet when she found out the information that was brought in front of her but um basically it talks about sex trafficking or kidnapping you know um, I still believe it's a two-man scheme, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, basically they set you up from Tinder, Hinged, wherever, plenty of fish. Um, they ask you to meet at a bar. They ordered two shots of Fireball. Now, that was what was popular at the time. It could be anything. It could be vodka. It could be tequila. It could be whatever, any kind. They ask you to order two shots, sit at the bar, wait for them. One doesn't show up. Then all of a sudden, someone else starts talking to you like, Oh, hey, what's up? You know, playing to your vulnerabilities because you got stood up on your blind date. Next thing you know, you leave with that person, bam, you will never see them again. So ladies, whether you're 40, 50, 60, or, you know, 21, 22, 23, you know, read the room and make sure you're very safe when you go out. Um, If you're meeting somebody, have code words, drive separate, like just really pay attention yeah definitely keep your guard up because it's it's just sad how many of these kinds of stories there are even not just this specific thing like you know people spiking drinks you know slipping in drugs when they walk by like whatever the case is it happens so often that you just always have to like keep your eye out and be aware which is sad because, you know, you want to have a good time and be vulnerable and stuff. But in today's day and age, like it's insane out there. You have to have to watch your back. We'll get into it a little bit more as we go through these. But um, we kind of came close to it, um, close to home mm-hmm. um, with my daughter. I mean, obviously, she's not at the bars yet, but it just goes to show you at any age, you have to pay attention. Yep. A hundred percent in any situation too. And if you have a sister, cousin, daughter, mother, anybody dating, any female for anything, I really suggest recommending them listen to it. Even if you don't want to listen to ours, if you like um, Crime Junkie better, listen to that one. Even if, you know, they do a better job telling it just, I feel like every female should listen to that story. Yeah. A hundred percent good to be aware and better safe than sorry. For sure. Um, DB Cooper. Oh my gosh. DB Coops. I feel like, I feel like this was a very interesting story, but I feel like it also has like the least listens on it. Um, I- it does. Cause I don't think it's like gruesome crime. Yeah. Um, this one was recommended by my husband and his brother. Um, they both wanted us to do this one. Um, and it was a fun one to listen to and dig into research. Very interesting. Um, mad respect to D.B. Cooper if he survived this thing. What but, a legend, man. What a legend. I mean, basically, he like badassly got $200,000 and jumped out of a plane. It was what, the 60s? Um. 50s? I think it was the 60s. Um, and never being seen again. All jokes aside, um, it is very talked about. And 
um, without a paddle, which gives us a reason to watch that movie. And we did. Um, <laughs> we did. What up, Dax? Yeah. Um, oh, God dang, we almost missed it. <laughs> but um, so that one was just a fun one. It was a request. Um, it's not true crime gruesome, but technically it was true crime. Yeah. Um, I I actually really liked that episode. And I, I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was like super fascinating so I really recommend you guys go listen to it because I don't know it was just a cool story um and yeah not like super like there's no murder and nothing like that but there was a lot to it a lot of theories um and yeah I just thought it was interesting (laughs) everybody's friend was D.B. Cooper everybody swore that I was married to D.B. Cooper now that I look back yeah there were so many people and I believed it was crazy because like I believed all of them (laughs) I'm like I'm like oh yeah it had to be him and then the next person would come up and tell their story and I'd be like oh no no no, it it was probably him (laughs) like every single time I'm like these are all convincing (laughs) there can only be one I know and we'll probably sadly never know who the real D.B. Cooper was well I'm a lot older than you so I feel like I'm gonna kick the bucket before you shush shut your mouth (laughs) when I get there if he's there or you know those are the questions if God says you get three questions I will use one of them to be like who really was D.B. Cooper oh my god and then send me me a message I'm gonna put it on magnets on your fridge (laughs) spell it I don't know if I'll be like excited or terrified (laughs) oh my god that's awesome and then we went on to Episode number six, um, we did Children of the Corn. Um, That was a fun night because on that particular night, we had escaped a tornado that was literally like five miles down the road. Yeah, Um, it was a, it's never like a dull moment when we go to record. Never. Um, I had, my husband was out of town. Again, he misses everything because he's always out of town. Yeah. Um, But my neighbors called to make sure, you know, we got over there and we took all the animals. I had two teenagers um, we're all cooped up in the basement. Um, Aaron has a sense of humor, so he put on Twister, um, and we watched Twister while we were down there. Um, that one was exciting too. Um, unfortunately, KK came down with a very bad flu, so she couldn't go, but we went and met Courtney Gaines, um, and got to talk to him about Children of the Corn and, you know, got our pictures and autographs. And they got me one because they're so sweet. We did get an autograph for her. Um, So sweet. We wanted her to go, but unfortunately her timing on getting sick was impeccable. I'm fucking going next year. (laughs) Or I guess this year, I guess it would be. (laughs) You just wait. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, But that was a fun one. Children of Corn is a classic for me. I grew up on it. Um, You know, yelling the outlanders and you know, he who walks behind the rose. Um, yeah, that was that was just a, a fun one to do. I um, mean, it was extra fun knowing that, you know, we we're meeting Courtney Gaines um, right around the same time. So kind of. Right. Oh, well, you know, it would have been cool if he if you like had him yell, Outlander. You know, I thought about it. Someone did suggest asking if he would give us a quote and have me record it on my phone. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, maybe I will. But then, you know me, I got there and I'm just like, nope, I'm too much of a oh, yeah. person to ask. I'm so scared. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, I don't want to feel the rejection. So I'm just going to say no. Yep. I'd be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Next, 
we had for episode seven, probably, I mean, this has to be in my top, maybe even my top three favorites. Same. I was thinking that earlier. Yes. Miss Dahlia DiBolito. Okay. This girl was insane, but like, I really enjoyed doing this story, like researching it, talking about it. It was like, it was fun. Five thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> this lady was nuts. And she was so delusional too. Like, so briefly to tell you guys, if you didn't listen to it, Dahlia DiPolito, um, she had this whole plan of like killing her husband, hiring a hitman and, you know, acting like he just randomly got murdered and the police called her. They figured it out before she like, you know, before she even knew. And she was like sobbing and acting so sad. And they're looking at her like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm." And like, even when they were like, we know that you did this. And they had video of her freaking doing this because the hitman was an undercover cop. She was still like acting like she was like gonna leave there soon like oh I want to go home and then she was like begging to her husband please please baby no no and I'm just like this bitch the audacity oh my god and then audacity oh she goes over that because one she uses her phone call to call him to get her to to, for him to get her out and he's like um I heard and saw you and she's like well I know what you heard and saw but it's not like that like it's not true and he's like bitch it is true I seen it like you're done give me my house back and I'll take care of your mom she's like I'm not giving you so in part of the story if you go back and listen to it she hires somebody to trick him into signing over his house to her because he thinks he's gonna lose it if he doesn't I don't know. So he's like, I want my house back. You know, she's in prison. You're not going anywhere. Like, and then she calls her mom and she's like, get him out of my house. I want my, get him out of the house. It's my house. It was never her house. She didn't pay a damn mortgage on that. She did not pay one. So I was just like, oh my God, the audacity of this, excuse me, small hiccup. I did a shot here. (laughs) And uh, I'm just like, oh my gosh. So yeah, she was definitely a spoiled, rotten little, you know, the mom angered me in this one because the mom was like, I told you not to be around him. But you knew what your daughter was doing. You was in on it. Like, right. Yeah. Like he wasn't you like- made phone calls. You helped mm-hmm. scheme. And then on the stand, you want to be crying, saying like, you know, I'm sorry. And please forgive. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Seriously. Like. He wasn't like he wasn't this perfect angel, whatever, but like he did not deserve to, you know, be plotted to be murdered. And then I don't know, she was just literally, yeah, I guess just spoiled would be like the best word to describe her, like a little bitch brat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like a bitch brat. Um, yeah, like he did some stuff, but he went to prison. He did his time. He paid his debt and he was trying to be a better person, be legit, you know, be straight in the books, you know, like, and unfortunately this little twit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was by Sarah Colton, um, from Lincoln Park. 
Um, thank you again for recommending that and being part of our journey with recommending that story because um, that one brought us a lot of laughter doing that one together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much for recommending that because again, one of my top favorite ones that we've done. And if you guys did not listen to that one, literally you have to, it's so insane. It's just insane. (laughs) Um, and then we followed it up with urban legends. Um, that was a fun nineties movie, um, that we watched. Um, a very young Jared Leto. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. And Joshua Jackson after his Pacey days. <laughs> um, I forget her name. Forgive me because I don't have all the notes in front of me, but Noxzema girl. But as I was listening to this, I had like a kind of a ding, 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 because in one of the last few episodes we did, we did the Natalie Wood story. And little did we know watching Urban Legends um, one of the first actresses killed in the movie was actually her daughter. So it kind of came full circle and tied together. Right. Later that's, in life. that's so cool. Like the connection there between the two. But that one was just a fun nineties movie. It had a lot of urban legends in it. It had the iconic, um, Robert England in it. Um, sitting the head off to you, sir. Um, yeah. Yep. The man of my dreams for many years when I was a kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, yeah, that was just kind of a fun, and we got to research some, you know, real urban legends and talk about, you know, just the Bloody Marys and the, you know, different kinds of the lights on the highway, the cars coming at you, just different types of stuff. So that was just kind of a, a fun one to do. Yeah, definitely. And I love how the movie connected so many, even ones we talked about of real life urban legends like it was just cool the connection and that was the one that low died laughing at me because of the car scene oh my god how did i almost forget to bring this up so we did watch the movie and i knew the song because i've always remembered the song and somehow i didn't think to correct her i don't know why i didn't i don't know if i didn't want to embarrass her like while we were recording which we could have just edited it so i don't right. know but we finished recording and I'm like, you said alone by heart. And she's like, yeah. I was like, it's totally close from the heart. And she's like, really? I was like, pretty sure. And then sure enough, we looked it up. And later in the episodes, we do go back and correct it. Yeah. And say, hey, by the way, we screwed up on, you know, such and such one. Um, I don't know what episode it is, but we do um, right or wrong. But um, I was listening to it again yesterday while I was cleaning and I'm texting her and I'm like alone by heart she's like I will, we will never forget like she's oh, like, oh. Well, I'll never live that down it's just so funny because like I remember like I don't know just like till now <laughs> like for some reason and then even when we were, we were talking about it and uh when we went to do the um correction and before we started recording she started singing alone on the microphone and I'm like total clips from the heart. She's like, Jesus. Oh my God. She's like, why do I keep doing that? I know. I don't know why that's like so ingrained like that. I think that it's alone. I don't understand why I think that all the time. <laughs> it's so weird. But uh, yeah, so that that's one of my favorite memories of that one. <laughs> yeah, <actually>. for sure. <laughs> 
Um, by episode nine, we moved on to Chelsea Small. Um, that was a sad story. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in Taylor, Michigan. Um, it hit kind of close to home. I was born and raised in Taylor, uh, Wayne County girl before I became an Oakland County girl. Um, so again, I know exactly where it's at. Um, I actually took Chelsea. I'm sorry, I did not take Chelsea anywhere. I took Crystal um, to the location. We drove past them like this is it. Um, so she kind of got to see exactly where it happened. Um, and it's uh, Chelsea was, you know, just a sweet girl filling in for somebody at work at a bank who for some God reason was working alone. Again, I stand by it when I say no employee should ever be working alone. I don't care what the job is. There should be a minimum of two people, um, yeah. especially with bank and money. That's what that's I was going to say. Of- like the money, like that, that has to be like, you need a two person uh, crew for that. Cause that's just dangerous. Yeah. Um, the guy came in, um, immediately shot her behind the desk, took like 200 bucks and dipped out the whole crime. He was in and out in 70 seconds. Um, so he pretty much knew what he was doing. Um, don't know if it was a robbery or a hit to make it look like a robbery. Um, it's still unsolved. If you don't know the story, go back, listen to it, especially if you're from the Wayne County area, Taylor. Um, you can look it up on YouTube and the, you know, some videos you can see, see if you recognize the guy. It's kind of grainy, but um, just try to keep it in the spotlight, um, limelight, let people, you know, don't forget Chelsea Small, you know, still hoping that one day um, justice will be served, um, justice for her family and for her surviving children. Yeah, absolutely. Because there there is video. So, you know, it's not like completely you know, hopeless on figuring out who did this. Um, but yeah, it's been a while and I just hope that somebody somewhere knows something and will speak up about it. Um, and then we moved on to the fourth kind bitch. This still makes me Uh, mad. (laughs) I was listening to this one again, uh, today while I was working, um, movie was okay for me. I wasn't a hundred percent in love with it. Um, it was good. It was entertaining. Um, I was glad Crystal asked me to watch it, but I will say at the end of it, when I started to do research, I texted her, I'm like, are you fucking with me? Like, you told me this was real. And she's like, wait, what are you talking about? It is, um, we were totally Blair witched. I'm so Um, mad. (laughs) Crystal has been in therapy since then about this PTSD since I found this Um, out. She's wrote, wrote, she's written many anger letters to, um, the fourth kind society. She's, she's stalking the producers and directors. Um, they're coming, she's coming for you guys. Um, yeah. I have a restraining order. <laughs> no. Um, it's a good, if you like the alien stuff, it was a good movie. Um, again, kind of, I mean, obviously if you're listening to this first, you're not going to be duped, but. Um, we were kind of duped. Um, I thought it was based on a true story. Apparently not. The um, movie made it freaking sound like that. Not made it sound like that. They literally said it was. And so. Okay. She still got the anger. And I still, I'm just so angry because I first saw this movie when I was like 14, I'm pretty sure. And I saw it at the movie theater and I was freaking terrified because I was, cause they have real, if you haven't seen the movie, 
they have, and I'm putting in quotations now that I know, but they have real video footage next to the movie footage in certain scenes. That's like insane. And I just thought it was so insane. I'm like, they have this on freaking video, uh, like with these aliens, like possessing these people or whatever. <laughs> and now I just feel like a fucking idiot because for like, what is that? Like 11 years, I've thought this was real and legit. And then <laughs> come to find out. It's okay. Just- we all thought Blair Witch was real at first too. So, oh my God. Moving on, because that one makes me upset. <laughs> um, this was the episode where I talked about Mary Vincent and Larry Singleton. She did the Jameson family. Um, Mary was a survivor, um, a hitchhiker girl. She ended up losing both of her arms, thrown off a cliff, walking in the moonlight, almost dead. So luckily a couple found her and took her to the hospital Um, This girl, she went through it. It's in the 70s, um, but she came out a survivor at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, That was a good one for me to talk about. Um, I came across that one. I think I heard it from someone before. I want to say that it was. um, Oh, what are those girls names? The Stoners. The Stoners podcast two girls oh not my favorite murder no you're younger oh my goodness I can't think of who it was now they're on my library list I go back and listen to them for once in a while I don't know man but that was a crazy freaking story her two arms just being amputated basically like unwillingly amputated obviously and the fact that she has to live now without her arms and then this guy gets caught because he attempts to do it to another girl actually no didn't he actually murder another girl and then murder lady yes yeah and then mary stood up on the trial to like again to like be against him obviously and obviously she won he's like he's like oh i will find you and i'll finish you off if the last thing i do yeah gross man um, and then, yeah, the uh, Jameson family, unsolved to this day, uh, very weird story, ton of theories that we kind of roll through. So they were moving from their house into the woods and they had this like shipping container that they were going to be living in. And they went to go look at it one day and then they just mysteriously disappeared. They, there was no trace of them. Their car was there. The dog was in the car still. Um, they had all their stuff, like wallets, whatever. So they mysteriously went missing. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of theories on what happened with that. You know, if they were involved in something, Or if they knew somebody who was mad at them at the time. Um, So, yeah, definitely uh, twist and turns in that one. Okay. So I heard it from the girls that do Morbid. Morbid. Okay. I believe it was them that I heard it from. Okay. Shout Um, out. Shout out Morbid. 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 Wow. Can't speak. (laughs) Um, And then after that one for number 12, we did kind of brought it back to urban legend-esque episode for slender man 
Um, yeah, this one was another tough one. I mean, probably because I have a daughter the same age. Um, but these girls stabbed their best friend 19 times in the forest all because of the fictional. Fictional? Yes, fictional. That, that's a correct word, I think. <laughs> um, um, of Slenderman. Okay, so I guess it's, they don't know. Does he exist? Does he not exist? They don't know. Um, but yeah, so basically these girls, um, I did not watch the movie on it, which I heard the movie is kind of different than the story anyway. Um, but they were, they're two girls or their other friends stay the night have a sleepover and then they come up with all these different plans of how they're going to kill her and then they finally take her to the, the woods telling her they're going to play hide and seek and then they stab her 19 times thinking they're going to impress Slenderman and then they go to look for him in his mansion <laughs> um, and it's crazy there's videos of the girls just in the um interrogation room and they're just like did she survive i was just wondering yeah they were freaking like, weirdos um it's really sad how easy people are like once you get them to trust you you can get them to do anything it's kind of sad how gullible people can be like oh my god and these girls are like 12 i know literally little weirdos like it was just the weirdest thing ever like the whole freaking story was just bizarre and then we did Lorena Bobbitt. Oh, girl. I love, I love that story. Iconic um, story. Lorena Bobbitt um, was in the 80s, 90s, well, probably 90s. Um, and is very warm in this office today. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was um, abused and raped by her husband um, starting pretty much two weeks after they got married. And she had enough. So one night she decided that's it. And she turned his weenie into a kebab and then whoosh, cut her head off. And she kept it in her hand and she got in the car and she drove off to the field or the woods and chucked it out the window. Iconic. Um, Iconic. They did, they did find it, which kind of sucks. If I was a cop, I probably would have just been like, I don't want to look for that. I don't know. We never found it. Like, yeah, honestly. But like, but he, did, he a, didn't deserve it. <laughs> but being a guy, he's probably like, man, feel bad for that guy. I want to give him his bits. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so um, that one just talks about um, everything she went through before and a little bit of how she um, became a like an activist, I guess, for abusers. Um, is that what you call it? Yeah, she turned she turned the negative uh, definitely into a positive for other women who are going through, you know, similar situations that she was. Um, that, you know, they didn't chop off their husband's wee-wee, but they, you know. Their cockadoodle-doo, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're cushioned. They didn't chop off their husband's cockadoodle-doo. Um, <laughs> but... You know, just basically, yeah, supporting other women who've been through the traumatizing uh, experience that she did. So, so love her. A, She's iconic to me. Sorry. That was, yeah, that was a good, uh, fun flashback to do. 
Um, and then speaking of fun in the 90s as well, another fun one we did was Amy Fisher um, coming up at episode 14, um, played by my homegirl Alyssa Milano, and another one by Drew Barrymore, um, depending on which one you watch. But uh, basically a 16-year-old girl gets duped, um, I guess, emotionally played on by, you know, this 30-year-old, 40-year-old Italian guy who, by the way, not even cute. Like, no. he's got a butt crack chin and he's got like, he's like just gray-haired Whoa. over, yeah. Um, but she becomes the jealous mistress and, you know, one day, poor little Mary Jo is just out there painting, enjoying the sunshine, and kids are at school, and life is beautiful, and then bam, she's got a hole in her face, because Amy Fisher goes and shoots her in the face, um, and she's like, what the fuck, my days are ruined now, like, seriously, I just started painting this, now I have to go to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> what a, yeah, what a downer to the day, um, and it's like, I feel so horrible for her because it's like, okay, well, first your husband's cheating on you with um, basically like this teenager, teenage girl. (laughs) And then, you know, now your face is going to be effed up for the rest of your life because she decided to shoot you in the face for some reason. (laughs) Like, Oh, and then they're going to try to play on it and do like reality shows and do all kinds of after the I hate you I don't love her I never did I didn't sleep with her I did okay I did sleep with her like maybe once yeah like you know it's a lot of drama a lot of stupidity but it was a fun a fun one all sorts what, of what they call it the, the something Lolita the oh yeah um yeah Lolita right yeah but it was the city where was she from um remember uh i don't remember either but they called her or something yeah god i just listened to this too i shouldn't remember but crazy people man (laughs) crazy people (laughs) um crystal took us down the road of michelle Uh, yes yes michelle castillo um this story was sad because um she had gotten a divorce from her husband they had kids together he obviously had control issues um along with other issues as you know we come to find out as the episode goes on um but she was really trying to like live her life to the fullest and you know better herself and just lead a happy life and her kids were with her one night and the next they woke up the next morning and she, they were like, where's mom? We can't find her. And then the police came eventually and it had appeared to be a suicide, but it was not, they figured it out that it was not a suicide. And um, yeah, I don't know if I should spoil it or whatever, but it ended up being the ex-husband and there were, just a ton of twists and turns and it's just really sad that he would do that while his kids were in this i mean do it in the first place but then also do it while the kids were in the house yeah the same night that's a sad one you know and she did all the right steps she divorced him she tried to move on you know just another thing to show you that restraining orders all that kind of stuff is just paper Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. And then there was crazy Diane Downs. What a crazy, crazy um, mofo. <laughs> this one, um, I read the book by Anne Rule, um, one of my favorite true crime authors. I love her books. Um, she's so detailed. Um, played by Miss Farrah Fawcett. Um, she killed that role. I love her. It was hard to watch from this movie because you just want to love her because she's so beautiful and cute. And you're just like, oh my God, she wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> she did it. Uh, no, Farrah Fawcett would not do that. But but Diane Downs, on the other hand, um, this woman was crazy and just like naive and stupid and I guess more um, space cadet, just kind of like if you ever listen to her talk, um, there's so many, she's been on Oprah and, you know, all the talk shows and Datelines and, you know, you, YouTuber, you can find her. Um, and she's just like, you know, her So she claims that someone robbed her, tried to rob her car, but since she just bought it, she wasn't going to give it away. So she fought back and they killed, tried to kill the three kids and she even shot her um, just in the arm though. And uh, then just, I guess, gave up and left. And she went to the hospital driving this speed limit of five miles an hour. She was four <laughs> minutes away and it took her like 20 minutes to get there. Um, so basically one of her children do pass away. The other two survive. And it's just the trial and all the back and forth evidence and all the crazy things that are trying to convict her. Um, it didn't take much, obviously, but just through the whole thing, she's so narcissistic. And so just like, you know, why her kids are fighting for their life. She's asking the cops, you know, is my car okay? There's no holes in it. Is there, you know, and yeah. just like, oh my God, bitch. Like, uh, but- she, she was insane and selfish and just really hashtag real life bad mom (laughs) yeah um and then we did lululemon oh yes Um, we did the dress to kill part one and part two that was fun Mm -hmm. um we had lisa moore on as our guest host yes um so she came on and um she was a little shy so she wanted to be more listening than talking um if you listen closely you can hear her though um but um Lululemon was in Washington, DC. Um, and it might have been Maryland, somewhere on the, the coast, that side. Um, little again, this one kind of reminded me a lot of DiPolito, same kind of girl, same kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, basically it was the shoplifter. She got caught um by the store manager managers just like you know i don't want to deal with it you can take it up to the head manager you know because i think i maybe even just as an assistant manager and instead of owning up to it or quitting her job walking away don't show up tomorrow she decides she's going to murder her and then set it up as if she was attacked too um it was very gruesome i think it said there was like what 360 marks on her at the time yeah it was it was a lot um she was kind of convincing in the beginning, but then little thing 
things. Um, the thing that stood out to me about the most of this one that really pissed me off, and I listened to it again today on the way home, and it made my blood boil, as Crystal would say, um, <laughs> is the Apple people still who did not make one phone call after hearing, help me, please help me. Can we talk about this? Oh my God, please, somebody help me. And they just said they thought it was drama. So they did not, they had nine minutes. And in that nine minutes, if they would have made a phone call or checked up on her, the girl would have survived. Yeah. I, that's that's so crazy to me is like, yeah, if you hear drama, but like if someone's yelling, help me, like that's more than freaking drama. And if you didn't want to go over there, be part of it, you could have took your bonehead security guard that's jammed his iPods out there to go check on it. Yeah. Or even call the police and be like, hey, something sketchy is going on. You might want to check this out, you know. Right. So, and it would be anonymous. Like. Um, and then Crystal told us all about the Gucci family. Um, shout out to our number two listeners, Milan, Italy um (laughs) this story takes place there um and yeah crazy insane story everybody knows gucci um obviously it's like one of the world's biggest fashion brands and the family had lots of drama um (laughs) so kind of another ding 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 moment with the dahlia story um another wife hiring a hitman uh unfortunately this time she was successful. So you kind of hear in this story, all of the family drama uh, leading up to this infamous murdering of Mr. Gucci himself. So yeah, you definitely want to check that one out. We watched the movie. We went to the movie theater to see the Lady Gaga one, uh, not too much later after this. And it was definitely, they did a good job. I think personally, and it was definitely cool to kind of see it played out. Um, just everything happening and pretty much everything was the same in the movie as it was to the real life story, except for that. I think they had two children and they only showed one or something like that. Some weird random detail that they changed, but, um, but yeah, definitely an interesting, interesting story, especially if you're into like the fashion world. Um, you, probably want to check that one out okay in episode 19 we did silence of the lambs that one kind of speaks for itself the movie that one was fun hello Um, (laughs) what's for dinner was number 20 Um, that that one one. that one was a joe metheny story that's the one i told and um he basically kidnapped his girls and then he was putting them the meat after he murdered them into hamburgers and serving them disgusting disgusting i will never buy food from anywhere that looks even halfway sketchy 500 pound man like he was just so gross looking um we posted pictures on the social but as a while back but google him joe metheny and he's just disgusting um And then you talked about who was your cannibal? Um, Uh, Peter Bryan. He was literally insane. Um, He was from England and yeah, he, he, you know, had attempted to kill and eat people and he had been put in prison and mental like wards. They let him out with like, no, no reason to do so. Like they kind of 
their regulation was all over the place. And literally the night that he got let the first night that he got let out of the mental institution, he murdered and was starting to cook body parts of his best friend before he got caught the night of. So, yeah, just he was very um, mentally unstable. So that's kind of like our part two to Science of the Lambs. That was our cannibal weeks. Yeah. The home sticks out to me too. Like, yeah, that was my Waterford story and your Macomb story, correct? Was it Macomb? Yeah. Uh, it was Macomb County. Um, but I just have heard that story since I was in middle school. So it was kind of cool to like get all the little details together on it and finally put it all together. And then mine was just like, um, he was nobody like a big famous name. It was just a local home story. I'm um, in Waterford, Michigan. Um, he killed his wife. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, another jealous husband, you know, you know how it goes. Um, I think they were about to get a divorce. She was like done with him. And he was like, I'll show you done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, uh, he was pissed. <laughs> uh, Poltergeist was fun to watch. We watched all three of them. Um, I will probably just watch only the first one. Same. Um, but they were they were fun to experience together. Um, Poltergeist three sticks out for me because that was a crazy night. Um, but we'll get into that one in a couple episodes later. Um, but and then we did Thanksgiving dinner. I talked about Paul, um, and he was pityly invited i guess to a family function no one really wanted him because he was just you know depressing and morbid and dark and a loner and just always whatever but he decided to show up anyway um kind of uninvited but they let him in because after all he's family um and then he decided to um start shooting people. Um, the hardest one was he shot his little niece, um, in her bed while she was asleep. That hurt, that hurt my heart a lot. Yeah. That was horrifying, honestly, because she's just a little girl. Crystal told us about Omaima. <laughs> Omaima Nelson, uh, kind of another, uh, what the heck is that called? Where they eat people? Why can't I think of the word? We just, yeah, <laughs> we just said it. Another cannibal story. Um, yeah, she she had an interesting Thanksgiving dinner that night, is what I'll say. And then she got all dressed up for it too. Like she was excited, you know. She had her red lipstick. She she had her heels. Like she made an event of it. Um. So yeah, <laughs> crazy there. Um. Then we did the dangers of sex trafficking, drug, and alcohol. I believe that's where we brought um, Lisa back and Maddie Moore came on mm-hmm. with us. Yes. Um. And she talked about all the dangers um, of experience from herself as well, being a young, beautiful, twenty-two-year-old single girl um, living in Florida. And um, not that it just happens in Florida, because that was the story where I talked about how my daughter almost got sex trafficked. But me and KK had our um, ID channel brains on and we knew right away, like, yeah, no, this isn't happening. Um, Basically, they tried to, um, they had a girl where my daughter met at a school function, even though she went to another school, became friends, talked on Snap, then they were going to do a 
come over my house, have hangouts, sleepover, whatever. Um, then he tried to get my daughter to go to Meyer at 1030 at night. Like, why can't you come to my house for four hours? He said he couldn't find my house. Um, and just a lot of red flags. Um, I did end up calling the police. They did take notes. They took names. Um, they went to the address that they gave us where they said she lived. Um, it was false. A lot of stuff. I really feel like had I said, all right, Charlotte, tell Romeo at Myers in 15 minutes, um, you probably would have never saw us again. Yeah. So. It was insane. And just so just so crazy like because you know you hear about all these things but you don't fully ever expect to experience anything like that so it's just so scary to think like you know how close you know she got to it but yeah thank god you obviously had your brain turned on so yeah that one um was a little obviously a tough one to do because it was personal experience personal story um like you said, um, it's super scary because you don't think it'll happen to you or would happen to you, but it can happen to you. Um, it can happen to anybody. And luckily, um, we were just so on point in thinking because the scariest part to me thinking back on that one is we invited her over um, and we ended up ordering pizza and we ended up getting it delivered, but when Bella's over, how many times or have we said, oh, you know, hey, Charlotte has Bella coming over. Hey, we're going to run up to Taco Bell. We'll be right back and then we'll eat. And I could have just as easily said, hey, when your friend gets here, um, just, you know, let her know we want to get the pizza and we'll be back. And thank God we got it delivered, um, probably because it was somebody new. So I was like, OK, you know, right. I, I want to meet the mom or dad when they get here. Mm-hmm. Um but it could have easily went south. Yeah. It's, it's so just scary to like think about that whole situation because it just, I remember like being there and it was just so weird. And then it felt like very sketchy and it was like, okay, this is like not normal at all. Like, cause then when we said no Meyer, they're like, well, what about the corner liquor store? How can you find the corner liquor store, but you can't find my house? Like, yeah, he just did not want to come to my house. Yeah. It was super weird. And then like her asking like, oh, are you close with your mom? Like what a weird question to just like randomly ask someone. Yeah. And then like days after they're like, well, we know where you live, you know, and just like. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you know, or just, you know, keep me in your phone book, but just use a different picture, use a fake name. You know, luckily yeah. my daughter was very open about it and I was like, yeah, no. You know, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cause so, that's horrifying. You know, is your mom still talking to the police? You know, I'm not kidnapped. I'm totally fine. Nothing's bad's going on. Well, then how come no mom or dad has reached out and said, I am so sorry. This is embarrassing. Like, yeah, that's the part where it's way horrible miscommunication. It's like, okay, they're like the girl isn't convincing because it's like literally her parents would have reached out to you. Even that freaking night would have reached out to you and been like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm having for the weirdest time trying to find your house or whatever, you know, and they weren't on calls. Everything was through text. Yeah, exactly. Super weird. Uh, but we had fun having Maddie on listening to her stories. Not that there were fun stories, but again, just, you know, all the dangerous stuff um, of being 
a single beautiful woman. She was drugged. Um, luckily her friends, she knew something was wrong immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, she, her friends knew, get her out of here. And the drug that they used basically paralyzed her. Um, but by the time it kicked in, they were in the car on their way home. She, you know, forcing herself to get sick and, you know, obviously having her body rejected. Um, but that was a close call for her too, because luckily again, you know, she goes out, she, and the funny thing is she tells you, she knew the bar, she knew the bouncers, she knew the bartenders, she knew the people she was with. It just so happened that somebody went and she even was kind of familiar ish with the guy, you know, mm -hmm. yep. but it just goes to show you, you can never be too familiar. You always have to keep your eyes peeled, watch your drink. You set your drink down. Someone offers you buy a drink. You either go with them or you get a new one. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy that you can feel so comfortable somewhere and think that you're safe. But yeah, like you said, you always have to keep your guard up because clearly anything can happen. Um, Summer over the rainbow. Um, that was just a tragedy story of Judy Garland's life. Judy, yeah. Who had a her whole, for a second. Her whole life. <laughs> Kept thinking Dorothy. And I mean, that too. Yeah. Um, you could have said, yeah, would have worked also. Um, but yeah, that was just a sad story of Judy Garland um, from before the rainbow till after the rainbow and just basically how how the world is today, but how they, you know, made it acceptable back then, you know. Nobody yeah. spoke up. So that was just kind of a sad story if you're a Judy Garland fan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, she was not treated right in life. And then we had our, it was around Christmas time. Um, so we had two different Christmas episodes that we did kind of like focusing around that. We did a murdered for Christmas episode where Lo found a story and where I found a story um, where obviously, you know, people were murdered during Christmas time as the title suggests. Um, and then the next one we did was Gremlins, the iconic, uh, beloved, beloved Gremlins that everybody knows and loves. Um, yeah, we did both of them and they kind of speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Judith Barzi. Sad one. Sad that was a hard one. one. Yeah. Um, if you're like me and you grew up on Land Before Time as mm -hmm. Ducky. Yep. 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 Um, and, um, you know, 90s commercials. And um, she was just a sweet, beautiful, cute, adorable little girl who was on the high road to success. Um, but she had a jealous father who could not take it anymore. Um, so he took the coward way out and murdered her, her mom and him. Um, and um, it just talks about how she got started and just the things that um, her mom and her went through to get away from the dad. And that was just a very, very sad story. But um, yeah, if you don't know anything about Land Before Time, it'll get you in your feels. Yeah, that one was heartbreaking. You did Andrea Shelley. Yeah, Adrian Shelley. Um, she was an actress. She did Waitress. That was her biggest uh, role that she was known for. And um, yeah, she was in her home and, or actually I think her, it was like a 
condo type apartment home and she was using it as a workspace and she ended up getting this was kind of just like the Michelle Castillo story. I was going to um, say, weren't these two very, yeah, very similar ways? Yeah, very similar. It w- appeared when cops first got there that she had hung herself and it appeared as a suicide. But, you know, as they investigated more into it and looked more into like the logistics of how things would have worked, they were like, no way this somebody did this. Um, and yeah, they ended up they ended up figuring it out it was um, a guy who was working construction on the floor, I believe the floor below her. And she had told them to kind of keep it down. They were being too loud. And um, yeah, he went up there. He was planning on robbing her and, he, you know, things got crazy and he ended up killing her. So that was a sad story. Um just because you know her her family was left without her at first you know they thought that she had taken her own life and it was just kind of like this whole this whole crazy process of like figuring out who the heck killed her and it it definitely took took a minute um american psycho that kind of speaks for itself that was Um, fun that was episode 31 that was a fun one to watch um great soundtrack yeah um just a lot of that one though still confuses me to the end I still don't know if he did it and daydreamed it all or if he did do it and got away with it I don't know I know I feel like that was he really not the guy he said he was was using somebody else's name because people kept calling him a different name very weird that one I have yes I feel like that is so they just left it so up for interpretation because it was just there were so many questions um, episode 32 and 33 were two parters. Um, and one of my favorite ones that we've done uh, was the Selena story. Yes. Anything for Selena. Selena. Um, played by the Queen JLo. Oh, I yes. know everybody says Queen Beyonce, Queen B, but I think JLo is my queen. Yeah. Um, but she did a fantastic job in that movie. Um, the soundtrack i walked around singing bitty bitty bum bum for days right um but a terrible story beautiful young girl coming up you know a mexican-american singer and um a jealous selfish manager of her fan club and souvenirs and whatnot um ends up killing her murdering her and uh it just takes you through a long story behind the scenes of all the stuff that, you know, the hard work Selena did to get where she wanted to and just, uh, you know, back and forth with her, you know, her dad and brother and all the stuff and the terrible Yolanda. Yeah. Horrible human being. And it's just sad to think like Selena would have, you know, she would have gotten huge. Like she was already like, you know, well known but she would have been like i feel like a huge star if that right. never happened she was on her way to like building an empire for yes. real um so that one makes me sad and then we did valentine that was just another fun 90s slasher to watch oh yeah um, check that one out that one that one's that one's a fun one <laughs> maddie clifton that was a hard one to uh Crystal told us about Maddie Clifton. That one was um, 
a little bit hard to swallow. That was also recommended, I think, by Sarah Colton. Um, I had actually heard the story or parts of it before, um, but Sarah had us dig deep into the research of it, and uh, Crystal narrated that one. That was, yeah, a horrible, gut-wrenching story, um, and very graphic and gruesome, um, but yeah, luckily, the boy that murdered this beautiful child did eventually get caught, and um, is you know still serving his time in prison so there is a positive there I guess but yeah overall that was a really 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 sad story um episode 36 this is a I don't want to say a favorite one but this one um okay maybe it is sorry my lamp blinked <laughs> um this was definitely a heartwarming one for me the Kenneth Cannell and Pamela Burns one um, it was another local Waterford story, and um, I ended up reaching out to his daughter. I seen she had a Facebook page, so I wanted to let her know that we were going to bring light to the murders again, and um, we still keep in touch on Facebook. Um, I get to watch her um, and pictures of her daughter on Facebook, and um, it was you know, very heartwarming talking to Kylie and just um, hearing all the stuff that I didn't see. Obviously, you only get so much on, you know, the internet and just learning how she coped with it. And she went through some dark times after her dad was murdered, but she, she pulled herself back up. She turned her life around. She's doing so good now. And um, I really do hope that one day justice can be served. Um, we do feel like the guy that is responsible for it um, has died. Yeah. Hopefully one day the truth will come out and justice will um, be served or, you know, the suspect that they think it is um, who's no longer around, you know, maybe that's um, who it was, but for whatever Kylie needs, um, I hope she gets it in life and stays on that positive path that she's on because she's doing such a good job of being a better person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that definitely was an awesome, uh, awesome episode just because of the fact that, you know, you had like a person who was actually involved within the story reach out and give kind of their two cents on what happened and what they remember and all of that. So that was definitely a, a first time for us. So that was, that was awesome. Uh, freeway. That was a fun one for me to show Kay. Um, so she, fun. Never, she never experienced Teresa with a spoon in that way before. Oh my God. Um, Amazing. So who bit um, you with the ugly stick, Bob. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. So Her bad. accent was just like, Oh my gosh. She's, she was so naive and wanted to be good so bad, but just kept going the wrong way every she time. Kept, she kept fucking it up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a good one. Freeway, Teresa with a spoon, very young Reese with a spoon. Definitely not your, as I said before, not your sweet home Alabama. Um, everything no. opposite. 
Yeah. Um, it's a good one I would check out. It's probably your 90s, early 90s. Yeah, for sure. Um, Karen King, not to be confused with any of KK's relatives. Yes, no, not, no relation. Um, yeah, this one I had found, um, it was a story from Michigan, also a college girl who was in Saginaw and she was home for the holidays from Michigan state. And this story is really awful. She was like grabbed basically at a local market. She was picking up stuff for dinner for her family. And these two guys just decided to hijack her car, take her with them, you know, rape her, beat her, kill her, show her off to all their friends. It was really, really sick, really disturbing. Um, actually a listener reached out and, um, I did a, an updated episode, um, a few weeks later. Um, so you can listen to both of those. Um, but yeah, just a really twisted, just disgusting story, honestly. And then there was Ice Scary, which was the most adorable iCarly. Um, sorry, in my head, I'm listening to the edit that's going around. What's your favorite swear word? Probably fuck. Probably fuck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Miranda Cosgrove. She's just like, yeah. Um, but I had heard her on. Um, oh my God, I wanted to say Chelsea Handler, but it wasn't Chelsea. <laughs> Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. And um, she touched on the story. So then I was like, hey, Kay, how about a quick little one? You know, and had her listen to it. She's like, oh my God, we have to. So um, it just talks about how um, someone's living in her backyard, kind of a stalker for a little bit, didn't realize he was there. And then all of a sudden he just, you know, killed people in her backyard, you know. Um, himself <laughs> set himself so, on fire <laughs> yeah so um yeah that's just kind of a I don't want to say a funny one or a fun one but it was kind of fun-ish for us because it was Miranda Cosgrove and she's yeah, just cute it was definitely more a more lighthearted one <laughs> and listening to her tell her story she just took it so nonchalant like you know yeah so I I just kind of went to my mom's for the night and then sold the house, you know? Right. <laughs> like, so, like, chill about it. And then Carly Guse. That one was a tough one. That one's unsolved. That was a big headliner one for us. Um, well, for everybody. But that was um, a bigger story. Um, she basically started acting weird at a party. Some kind of drugs was slipped or taken that she didn't know or first time use, nobody really knows. Stepmom picked her up, came home, um, laid by her throughout the night. The next morning, they say she walked out the door and has never been seen again. Um, I think the stepmom is one flew over the new cuckoo's nest, cray cray, like mm -hmm. she fucking did it. We just gotta prove it. Um, but this was the one where um, I learned what a, what, is it a black box speaker box spirit box spirit box um i had Kay and her sister both tried to listen to it and they're like nope i'm out they dipped out that was um, so freaky it was weird could not do it 
Um, but I learned um, that's what a spirit box is. They're listening to the spirits say all these different things. Um, yeah, I don't think I would mess with a spirit box, but it was kind of interesting. No, I, would um, I learned, not. learned it from, from Reddit, but that's another sad story. Um, there's clips of it all over, like Dr. Phil, Oprah, you know, you name it. And to me, the parents just so show fishy, 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 like from top to bottom. They just reek of suspicion. I really feel like they either gave her something which caused her to OD or they did something to where she hit her head and then like, um, and didn't wake up. But I feel like they did something where she didn't wake up. They took care of the body and that's it. Yeah, definitely weird vibes given off there. Liar, liar, pants on fire um, was the case of Julie Wheeler and Sherry Papini. You did Sherry Papini. That's the girl that went on the job and faked her death, right? Yeah, she well, she faked her disappearance and then she came back like, I don't know, a month later or something and claimed that these two Hispanic women kidnapped her and beat her and all this stuff. But really, she just ran off with a guy um, and apparently it didn't work out. So she came back and had this elaborate story. <laughs> and Julie Wheeler, that was mine. She uh, she was wanted on different charges. So she faked jumping off of a cliff. So or falling off of like a mountain and then come to find out like she was really hiding in the closet of her own house from the how stupid that one was just like kind of a yeah that was just like a dumb criminal one yeah so, oh the april fool's day one that one was basically we just did um a bunch of different stories of april fool chaos it was just a bunch of april fool stories gone wrong yeah um, supposed to be jokes and then there weren't Seven Deadly Sins, episode 44. That was the um, beautiful Brad Pitt. Yes. Um, and seven. Um, what's in the box, man? What's in the box? box? <laughs> what's in the fucking box? Um, great movie, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Um, I watched it. We, I say we watched it with me kk and again lisa moore she is a big part of this um yes. as i keep saying she just doesn't realize how much of a part of this she's entangled right <laughs> so she watched that with us and um that was just a fun one because we got to touch on all the different seven seven deadly sins on it and learn about them yeah that one definitely had a, a cool twist to it uh nico allen jenkins that guy was just fucking crazy Facts. Like from birth, this man did not have a chance. Um, he carved stuff on his face. He snorted his inner body fluids. He tried to like, just, he got his family. It's like a whole family dynamic from like his ancestors all the way down. Like the whole entire Jenkins family is just jinxed. Like, from sisters to cousins to nieces to grandpappies, like the whole family is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a very twisted family and a weird guy, really, really weird guy. He was into like all that dark, like not dark magic, but like weird, I don't know, some weird cursed shit or something. 
Crystal talked about Robert Durst on 46, not to be confused with Fred Durst. No. Or any relation. <laughs> Different guy. Um, just a wealthy man gone cray cray. Yep. And took him way too long to get uh to get caught, which still to this day really irritates me thinking about. Um, but yeah, he murdered three people and lived most of his rich life out. So boo on that one. So screw him. Screw him. And then, then we went on the mommy dearest. That one was a fun one. Oh yeah. Um, we Wire learned hangers. a lot of, <laughs> <Wire hangers. laughs> um, we learned a lot about Faye Dunaway. We learned about, um, Joan Crawford, Joan Crawford's daughter, Christina. She's the one that kind of, um, was the main front of the story who put it all in the, to the limelight, um, just some family dynamics. Some agree, some don't agree. Um, we tied in Flowers in the Attic with that as well. This was our Mother's Day special, um, Flowers in the Attic again. Um, that one was just crazy moms, incest, um, crazy grandmas all locked in an attic. Um, so that one, those are both movies you can go back and watch. Um, Mommy Dearest, I think they're, was that in the 80s? I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, And then Phil Hartman, that was just a sad story. Oh, yeah. For episode 48, SNL comedian. um, He was in Jingle All the Way. I just remember him with Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. He was so, (laughs) oh my gosh. Um, I believe he did some Simpsons voices, I believe. Didn't he do a voice? Um, yeah, I think so. He was in he was in quite a bit of different things. He was uh he was a busy guy in Hollywood. He he went through a lot of depression, um, but super funny. Um, unfortunately, he had a crazy wife um who did him dirty in the end. It's always the spouse, always the spouse. Uh Natalie Wood, that was a two-parter, 49 and 50. Um, I really enjoyed researching this one. Um, I still get angry on it when I think of RJ living his life. Um, I would have loved for him to get caught before, you know, he's too old to, but um, that one took some twists and turns. That was a roller coaster ride of, um, just because even a lot of the, parts after the boat just everything that the the boat guy went through after like um pretty much being held captive at rj's house not allowed to see his girlfriend like literally being drugged back to his house like just a lot of a lot of power you'll see with these big actors back then um robert ragnar definitely had his he might not have been as big as the actors he wanted but he had a lot of surrounding powerful men around him, surrounding him. And he had a oh, lot yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, money talks. It sure does. And it it's a lot of horrible people, uh, the freedom that they do not deserve. Um, and then there is Amy Widener. Um, yeah, Amy Widener. That one was sad. You know, she was a teen mom and she was just she stayed home from school one day and just got murdered someone came in um you know 
people were like, was it a robbery? Was it planned? Was it somebody she knew? So there were kind of a, a few different theories, but um, it did end up getting solved. Um, and yeah, that was just really sad because her daughter, her little baby lived, thankfully, but uh, just to know that her mom got murdered and she never really got to grow up knowing who her mom was. is just, that was just sad. Yeah, that was a terrible story over a freaking stereo. Effed up, man. Effed up. And it's like the sad part about it was like it was his brother, her brother's best friend. So it was like a close to home. Yeah. Which just is like, really, it was not worth it at all. And then come to find out his son was also, no, yeah, was it his son or his dad? Somebody else in his Oh, family. his son. I'm pretty sure it was his son. His son committed murder, killed them. He killed his, his mom. Fat mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, blood ties. Runs in uh, the Crystal, Crystal, Crystal took us down the story of Missy Beavers, the um, tragic death of a um, dance instructor or fitness instructor. Yeah. She was, uh, she was murdered in a church. And because she was about to do like a fitness class in there and there is video footage. We posted it on our Facebook. So you guys can go look back on that if you wanted to watch um, of this person. They don't know if it's a man or a woman um, walking around the church, like all creepily. And clearly that's most likely the person who murdered her. Um, and yeah, that to this day, they still haven't solved it. Um, but yeah, just uh, just a sad story of a of a wife and mother who was tragically murdered for unnecessary reasons i'm i'm sure and and then last week our most up-to-date one was lavina johnson crystal told us all about the military lavina um very sad the military did not have her back they did not protect her like they should have um did not get the help that she needed and sadly was murdered made it look like a suicide which was the worst case of fake suicide i've ever heard in my entire life um yeah listen to all the brutal things she went through um and it's just like you have to be a freaking dumber than a carnival clown to freaking believe that it was a suicide not that carnival clowns are dumb but you know what i mean we're gonna get a lot of emails from these carnival clowns (laughs) um but yeah believe it or not we just went through 53 episodes yes um but um i do want to give some shout outs um we want to thank the amazing um heather beckman for the wines that you've donated throughout the times um sarah colton for um, always emailing and texting and giving us ideas and being a super fan. Um, and Charlotte Lentini, Lorenzo Lentini, Sherry Hankey, Justin Henry, all you guys who've donated, bought tickets off of us to keep our baskets and raffles going. There's a lot more people that could go on forever given probably names of tickets, but just wanted to give you know some shout outs yes um, for the wines that have been donated by you guys and thank you to michelle um she created our logo 
and our website. And yeah, she really was a creative driving force behind uh, um, just the making of Horror, Wine, and Crime. So shout out to her. He'll never listen to us, so he won't even say thank you. But just in case on a whim, he decides to my husband, uh, Patrick Miller, for um, all the technical help he has given us. Um, Our honorary the, tech guy. <laughs> the audio he used to help us with until we got smart and figured out how to edit ourselves. So right. We, we got to fire him or he quit, however he wants to put it. <laughs> but um, the help he did give us to get it up and going. Um, but excuse me, it's been super fun. Lisa Moore for joining us on episodes and always calling me and giving us positive feedback, telling me she listened and wanted to be a part of it. And um, everybody that listens, all you followers, downloaders, um, I wish all you people that are listening, we see the numbers. Um, I wish you guys would reach out and give us more of your thoughts and comments, but that's okay. Just keep listening. Yes. I'm um, going appreciate it. Carlos for telling us we're, you know, top 15. Shout out, shout out to Carlos. We doubted you, man, but shout out to Carlos. Good call. Um, so it's been a fun year. Shout out to KK King, man. KK. Shout out to Low Mills. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite podcast partner. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to do the ride with anybody else. Partners in crime, Um, battle buddies. (laughs) We have so much fun doing it, whether we take off and this becomes huge or we just stay in uh, minor leagues. Um, I do look forward to doing this to her with her once a week. Um, It is something I look forward to every week. Yes, absolutely. Um, Even if it just becomes a fun little hobby for us and Nobody hears it but me and her. I still right. doing it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been great. I cannot wait till next week um, for season two. I think we're going to start off with a pretty big, good one. Yes, definitely. Um, already been in the works. Got to finish uh, researching. Um, but yeah, it's been a great year. I know it's so crazy. It's like it went by so fast, but get ready for season two, peeps. Stay tuned. We got some cool stuff ahead for you. There's a, a little shot of bird dog blackberry. Cheers. Cheers to the final episode of season one. One year in the books. That's right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening for this year. And yeah, we'll see you next week for season two season two premiere (laughs) and until then stay creepy we got to go (laughs) bye bye